everyone to this week's episode of Truly Twinning. We're very excited. We have another special guest with us who I will let Kat introduce. Yeah, so we have MJ Thomas with us today. And MJ, I think you're like my second or third internet friend because your friend, Courtney, who I've never met, so she's like an internet friend, she reached out and was like, you have to have MJ on your podcast uh, so for Sam and I, cause we're still new in the podcast world. So yeah, no, I really love excited when she that. told us, you know, that we had to have you come on and your business looks super cool, but I'll let you give just a brief summary and intro. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your platform and back to what you were saying in terms of uh, internet friends. I feel like that's kind of the only way I've been making friends this past (laughs) So so nice to see you both. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my name is MJ Thomas. I am the founder of Malaya Studios in California, and I am also the founder and lead educator for Malaya Made Pro Academy, and I help new lash artists and new estheticians build profitable businesses um, through trainings and business trainings, as well as supplies. Awesome. That's really cool. Um, and so I'm going to kick things off and ask you a couple questions so we can learn a little bit more about your business and sort of who you are as an entrepreneur. So first question is what motivated you to start your business? Um, you know, I, I would love to say that I really enjoyed the beauty industry, but to be honest, to start my own business was just the pure idea of freedom and being able to control my own schedule, um, figure out and plan throughout the year and not have a financial ceiling. So the, the, the short answer would be to create the career that wasn't out there for me. Yeah. Right. Um, but in the beginning, um, I had um, my daughter very young. So I was a, nine, a 19 year old mother. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to figure out how to make sure I can provide um, a beautiful life for the both of us. Um, and I feel like I'm the type of person that can do any job well. But what was missing was feeling like I had a soul's purpose. Yeah. Right. And and contributing to others. So um, I remember talking to my mother. I was going to school. I was working. And I asked my mother, who was a nurse practitioner at the time, if she always knew that she wanted to be in the medical field because that's what I was pursuing. And she said, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, oh, I don't feel I don't feel that. Right. So, um, I remember asking her, well, I don't, I just, I don't feel that way. Um, I don't know if this is for me. And she said, um, you know, just stick with it. You'll get used to it. And then something in me told me like, I think that's called settling. Right. Right. And, um, I I remember asking, asking her a different question. I said, so if you could do anything without thinking about what you'd have to sacrifice to do it, what would you do? She's like, oh, we'd open a med spa. We'll have facials and Botox and things like that. It'd be great. I was like, what, what is that? And I started looking into it and researching. I went down this rabbit hole of, 
oh, I could be an esthetician. Um, the program is like four months. I could totally do that and right. then see what we could do. So I emerged out of that rabbit hole, enrolled in a, in a beauty program nearby yeah. for the summer. And the first day of school, the teacher says, okay, we're going to go downstairs and give the new students facials and we'll come back up and talk about skin. And I, and I was like a facial, I used to use soap on my body and use the same soap on my face. I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) And then, um, I went down there and I woke up from this facial and I felt this relaxation and, and just happiness. I was like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. And just pursuing um, my licensing and all the training opportunities, I was just wide open to anything that came my way. And when I graduated, I ended up renting um, a little room in a salon and told myself, if I make the same amount of money as one of these jobs, I'll quit that job and focus more time here. Two months later, I am quitting all of my side jobs and I have one job for the first time ever. And I told myself, if I can figure this out next year, this, this time, I'm going to open up my own space. Wow! And I was blown away at the bet that I put on myself because yeah, the next year, my daughter was already in private school. I bought a brand new car and I signed a lease to my first place. And, you know, I just kept following that, Mm -hmm. that model. And, you know, before we know it, here we are 10 years later, we have two locations. We have 12 women who are independent contractors running their own little businesses well, not little, they're, they're full blown <laughs> careers. And that's awesome. um, yeah, so yeah. that's where it started. So you, so you have two locations and then everyone who works in those locations runs their own business from whatever designated space they have. Yes. And then we that's- still, we still have a culture. So we, we, we meet monthly and um, we support each other in terms of how, to keep our businesses running and inspire each other and continue training together. And it's a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Very yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. So what did you, what did you do before? Like what were some of your other side jobs that you had before you really went off and started your own? Business? Yes. Okay. So um, my first, uh, my first career was working with, um, with, an airport uh, contracting uh, security firm. So that was the best money I've made. But I was that doesn't sound something. like you like. Yeah, no, but I did it. I yeah. did it for years. Right, uh, security, you know, <laughs> and then I also bartended okay. um, for a really long time, and then I also, um, when I decided to pursue my medical career, I started working at um, a hospital, and that's when I really realized that I did not want to work at the hospital. Mm, right. Yeah. 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 It just wasn't something that was like making you ready to jump out of bed every morning. It's oh, totally zero joy. <laughs> total, total obligation. That's right. hard. 
right? Which is not what you want for like your Mm -hmm. long-term career for sure. Correct. Yeah. And what would you say has been your biggest challenge since starting off on your own? I, I have to say no matter what phase my businesses are in and and they're fully running, you know, um, I, I think it's, um, mental clarity and discipline because with the freedom of creating your own schedule and creating your own day, it takes a lot of organization and, and grit and discipline to stick with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you create, people don't understand, like you create your own structure when you're a W-2 employee without even thinking that company's creating structure for everyone. Right. It's, it is like a life change to realize that you are the boss. Totally. And you have to create that structure. Yes. So, you know, I saw this reel and it's so funny to me. It's like, yeah, I don't want a nine to five. I'm going to start my own business. And now I have a 25, eight. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Seriously. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely, um, staying, staying clear on the vision and, um, being in tune with my vision and what it needs, despite what other people might be contributing unsolicitedly, right? Right. Or or just finding that discipline to, you know what, this is something that needs to be done, so just get it done. And then you can do everything else later, right? Yep, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And then just one last question about your business before I pass it over to Kat is just, are there any new trainings or offerings that you're currently working on for your business? Yes. Yes. So, um, I feel like I did a lot of trial and error in creating my business and, um, I, I created a blueprint to help new artists, new estheticians build their practice from the beginning, um, from creating their brands, their structure, their policies to their client experience. Um, I have a boot camp, a 12-week boot camp to help people who are creating their, their practices. So that is a new thing that I am going to be offering. And it's uh, the application is up and it's ongoing throughout the year. So I'm really excited about that. So that is the newest thing as well as the pro shop that is now open for all new lash artists to have everything that they need to um, do lashes. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Very cool. Um, And I have just one quick question too about like challenges. So during COVID and now that we're in this new normal, Like, can you tell us just a little bit of how, because you are like the leader in a sense, all, everyone that, all your consultants look to you, right? So Mm -hmm. how did you, how did you all work through that? And you're probably still trying to figure out, like you you said policies, which made me think of that, like doing business where people feel comfortable or if they're a little unsure, but they really want to feel better about themselves. Because I know for me, 
when, cause I was stuck in New York city during COVID. Uh, I still like love being pampered. <laughs> so like, I want to get my hair done, go to the spa. Like I'm yes. comfortable now. Those were the first things I did when things reopened. Yeah. And like, you're right in that sweet spot of like, you, you help your consultants make people feel really good, but it's really yeah. hard because of COVID. So Right, right. And, you know, with all the differing opinions on how people yeah. feel about, you know, operating businesses, right. but oh my God, can you believe that they considered us non-essential? Mm. I, I mean, I, I know it may be something that people opt to, to do, you know, like getting um, your brows done or your nails done or your hair done, but essential like, for me. Uh, absolutely. I look like shit, MJ. <laughs> yeah. And you probably felt that way too. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of women, it was almost like we were, we were running a cartel. They were like, are you, are you seeing people? <laughs> are you seeing people? Do you do the backdoor thing? And um, COVID was really, was really challenging because I um, am a firm believer in choice. Yeah. And in California, especially, we did not have a choice. And yeah, yeah, we were shut down for over almost a year. Um, And um, it was a devastating phone call to have to tell, you know, at the time we had 10 people, 10 other people that, listen, I know this is your bread and butter and how you support your families, but we have to do the right thing and shut down. And if we're not working, we're not making money. So, you know, after the initial shock, it was, okay, let's do this for five more minutes, but now let's figure out how we're going to pivot, right? The ultimate 2020 word pivot. Pivot. What are we going to do? And they were great. We put together virtual, uh, virtual facial appointments and sent, sent an actual facial kit. We sold products. We sold gift certificates. We really, yeah, yeah, we stayed engaged with our, with our community outside of just services, but just Mm -hmm. keeping in touch and just seeing how everyone was because, I want to say 90% of a service-based industry is all client experience, right? Yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. Um, right? And it's the connection that people keep coming back mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Right? So um, we just focus on keeping the relationships and yeah. Um, at, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and, and with each other as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. tough. Um. Thank you for sharing that. So mm-hmm. this is a good segue, actually. So what what keeps you moving forward during? Mm, you know, um, I feel like it's um, a symbiotic relationship, the service industry. What we provide gives people a sense of confidence, a sense of empowerment, and for us, given the tools that we have, if we can give that to someone and have an energy exchange where it also helps us support our, our livelihood. I mean, it's, it's such a, an amazing thing. And I'm in this transition now, um, you know, catapulted by COVID to really extend my reach to help other women do the same. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reaching um, this 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 month actually is a 10 year 10 year mark of um, my businesses, 
And I realized that, you know what, maybe being behind a chair, it's time has, has passed for me and it's served its purpose. And now I would love to help other people do the same. Other women do the same. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Mm -hmm. So where, where do you see yourself in five years? I guess really growing on helping other women. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, um, I see the studios, they're pretty maxed out already. So I see future studios, um, popping up wherever ambitious women feel like they want to have something like our model. Yeah. Um, I totally see, um, the online courses taking off and the business programs taking off. I see us training nationwide uh, in five years and eventually uh, worldwide would be great. Wow. Um, I do, I do, you, I do feel that um, creating more digital courses for a, a wider outreach is definitely in our future. Yeah. And you're right. seeing that so much with in a lot of industries, like these like collateral and these guides and like a how to something really. And it's easy to scale for the, you can really scale that like your boot camp. Yeah. It can really explode. Totally. Absolutely. And, um, it's nice to have evergreen products like that that can continue to help others in their, in their beginnings. Yeah, Yeah. no, for sure. Right. Um, how do you mentor others? So do you, it sounds like you all get together as a team Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, but talk to us a little bit about how you all, how you are helping all of these women. Oh, absolutely. So a lot of, uh, I want to say every single one of the women that are part of the Malaya Studios was in a transition from a corporate job. And um, that sweet, scary spot of leaving that, that comfort and security blanket into, you know, but look at all the possibilities over here. That sweet spot is where I come in. Um, In terms of training and all of that, as soon as you make that jump, we just dive into education. But a lot of it is mental work. Yeah. Teamwork, right? Uh, uh, unlearning a bunch of things that we've learned about having a successful career and what that looks like, right? And how that is measured. So um, I do a lot of, I start with vision planning and then working backwards in terms of what do you want your life to look like? A perfect day. How does it, how does it work? What's important to you? Okay. So then we work on breaking that down into habits and what it is that needs to change so that you can be that embodiment of that life that you're looking towards, right? And then then adjust the things in terms of what's in our environment so that we can have it. So it's a lot of mental framework. And um, I also work on a lot of the, the back end stuff of the things that need to be set up so that you can be a successful and organized sole proprietor. Yeah. That, that part right there, the structure of it can get really overwhelming when you don't know where to start. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people need, like, it's hard to go from a corporate environment where you have structure and you have deadlines and someone to report to 
to like so much freedom and certain per like it works for certain personalities and it doesn't for others. Not to say that, you know, a person who takes the flexibility too far can't rein it in, but it's definitely hard to go. I struggled with it just because I was like, Oh, I can do whatever I want when I want. But then, you know, (laughs) it's nice that you can take a walk in the middle of the day or do whatever you want, but sometimes people are still going to call you. So it doesn't mean that you're like free. (laughs) Yeah, you're never really free. Ever. Yeah, that's (laughs) what you have to. um, But what you said that really resonated with me was, I remember I used to work at Marriott and I got so sucked into the culture and growing within that culture where I remember I had like a, a mentor and I had a call with that mentor and I was trying to figure out what job I wanted next within the organization and I hadn't talked to this woman for that long. We didn't know each other that well, but she had offered to really try and coach me. Yeah. And she asked me, Catherine, what motivates you? Mm. What do you like to do at Marriott? And I couldn't even answer the question. Now, yeah. I literally couldn't answer the question. And so when you're, because I was so focused on like, go, what's next? What's yeah. on the path? right? Because they give you the corporate ladder that no one had ever even asked me that. And when you're asking these in the sweet spot, when you're asking these women, well, like what makes you happy? What, what is a good day? What's a good day in the life, like professionally and personally? Now I know, but there was a time where I would have not been able to answer that question because no one asks you that at big Mm -hmm. companies. No, I mean, they give you the Kool-Aid. (laughs) They <laughs> give I you the yeah, and right. you drink it and you're like, okay, where yeah. do we go? Yeah, it's not, it's definitely not for everybody. Right. You know, having your own business is not for every everybody, and you just have to want it enough, or maybe hate corporate enough <laughs> that you're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna remember that this is gonna be hard and it's going to be challenging, but it's also hard and challenging to be in a corporate structure. So you kind of have to choose your hard. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So last but not least, what advice would you give someone who is thinking about or just started their own business? I guess if you had to pick like your top two things, what would you, oh, what would absolutely. you say? Um, I think one of the biggest game changers when I'm talking to someone who wants to open their or start their own career um, or business is they're like, I, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't make money? And like, well, there, there is a strategy to this. Take what you're making right now, divide that into monthly, divide that into weekly and look at that number and ask yourself, what do I need to make daily to build, to build and replace this income, right? And a lot of times, especially in the beauty industry, I mean, a set of lashes can start at $200 and it takes maybe a beginner, maybe two hours. So we really break down what our time is worth. And I, I would, I like to lead that. Like you really have to look at what your time is worth and ask yourself, is this something that I can reasonably do with time and effort? Right. I really do this because that's something. So work backwards and make it 
um, and to look at it at bite-sized pieces and really just take a look at it because it's doable. Right. So working backwards and then also really stay in tuned with what resonates with your soul because that's where your, your creative juices come from. That's how you stay inspired. That's where you can create. And when you have a business, you're creating, you are in creation mode and have to be in tune with what that vision is. So, um, however people, however, however you get to that place or however you feel inspired, that's, that's where you have to come from, not from other people's visions or what other people are doing, but more so what you want to contribute to the world. That was, thank you so much. And I love that you said that because Sam, I'm going to make fun of you right now, but I, I really am deep in my soul. MJ, Sam gives me a tough time because (laughs) she's like you and your ideas. I'm having a glass of wine. Leave me alone. (laughs) Because I'll like bother her at a time where she's just like trying to chill out. So please look, look in one. And I just aren't creative at the same times of day as I really think. That's like like watching Bravo TV at night thinking about work. And that would be the time that I'm no longer thinking about work. But when I wake up at six in the morning, I'm probably thinking about work. So it's just like the day. That was just like the perfect way to end. Because when you like, because that's who I am. Like enjoy it so much where if something comes to my head I'm excited I want to tell her totally like our constant bickering is really yeah (laughs) and she's the one that's probably more grounded and she's like okay well how are we gonna let's let's figure out how we're gonna do this like a like structure and like operational person then you totally need one I have one too (laughs) best friend That is my best friend. And she's definitely the operation side. We opened the second location together and I realized how much more her strengths lie in the operations Yeah, and, and the organization of things and the paper trail. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I, that you. always me down. I can't handle it. <laughs> That's why you're good at it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming you, on. Baby. I think this was such a great episode. Love yeah, hearing so about much. your business, your journey. You've accomplished so much. So congratulations on that. And we're excited to see your boot camp launch. Oh, thank you so much. And congratulations to the both of you as well. Thank I love you. what you guys are doing. It's amazing. Thank oh, thank you, you so much. It was All great right. meeting you. Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye. Take care. Bye.